Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, everybody. I'm Helen Johannesson, owner of Helen's Wines in Los Angeles. And I'm so, so, so excited to announce the 2019 Dear Media Picnics and Podcasts in the park at The Grove here in Los Angeles. Get ready for three nights of amazing conversation, brand pop-ups, and lots of surprises. The series kicks off on August 15th with Whitney Port. You may know her from The Hills. She also has an incredible YouTube series, and she's married to a childhood friend of mine. So random. I will be hosting week two, and the series ends with Ali Webb, who is the founder of Dry Bar. She is incredible. Besides all of our powerhouse hostesses with the most We also have some amazing guests lined up for you all. Trust me, you do not want to miss it. So if you're in Los Angeles in August, please don't forget to RSVP at thegrovela.com. It's free and it's fun and it's going to be amazing. And I will see you there. Hello. Everybody, this is Helen from Helen's Wines, and this is my podcast, Wine Face. Wine Face is a podcast that's doing the ins and the outs, talking and dropping the 411 on everything about wine, wine education, wine vibes, wine trends. And I'm Helen. I own a wine shop, actually two wine shops in Los Angeles, inside of a restaurant called John and Vinny's that I own with my business partners. John and Vinny. They're the bomb. Shout out John and Vinny, even though they don't listen to this podcast, but it's all good. All right. Today, I wanted to take everybody down my memory lane, get on this yellow brick road of a recent wine extravaganza to Austria. Why I think this is important is Austria has been often known, misunderstood, had some weird shit happen. I think that there's like Jamilio Estevez's all over Austria of the wines you want to drink. But most people are like, uh, is it just Gruner Veltliner? Is it Riesling that's dry? It's about more than an area called the Wachau, which is amazing. And I'm not trying to knock that area, but we're going to get dig deeper, go more into the hinterlands. <laughs> I don't even know if that's the right the right saying, but springtime in Austria 
is a thing. I will say the only issue I had is that it's not diverse at all. It's hella white there, and I think that they could really work on that. So after two days in Austria, I was like, wow, lack of diversity is a thing. But there is not a lack of diversity in the wines. We visited some hippies making wine, the cool beans of the world of Austrian wine, where home-cooked food is a goddamn thing. And these people are cooking at like restaurant level cooking, making polenta cakes in soups. It was unbelievable. I had like some of the best like whatever's on fleek in the garden soups that were starters. It's like you have soup with polenta cakes made from ramps, asparagus, white asparagus, the kind of soup where you like heat all those veggies up together and then puree them with some broth and then put little floating polenta cakes. I guess the polenta cakes, I've mentioned them now three times. (laughs) They had an impact on me. It was a thing. One thing that's really crazy about a lot of the winemakers that I visited in Austria is that Sadly, the Austrian people do not like to drink their wines. They are more on the natural scale of winemaking. They're producers who are not filtering, not fining. They're not recognized by the Austrian government for their wine. They can't classify their wine in general by the Austrian government. None of them really care, but about 95 to 98% of all of these winemakers' wines are exported to places like California and Japan, you know, all over the world, except Austria. And there's a real stigma around that. And it was just time and time again, every time we'd meet these winemakers, it was a question that kept coming up was, what is the reaction to your wines from your home country? And people think they're crazy and they're wacky and the wines are flawed. But I got to tell you, for real. This trip opened my eyes to, I knew some of the wines. I'd never met the winemakers. It just opened my eyes to how dope on a rope Austrian wine can be. So bam, took off from LA, direct flight to Vienna. Bam, we got into a rental car and we drove to an area south of Vienna called Styria. Styria is literally one of the most beautiful places I've ever seen. It's soft, and big and soft. It's like this undulating mix of rolling green hills. It's a mountainous region full of gorgeous wonder. It feels like there's fairies around every corner. The air is so fresh. The biodiversity is insane. Blew my mind. So fresh off the plane, full in the jet laggy mode, you get this like very, very romantic feeling of being tired, but also excited all at the same time. We went to visit Franz Strohmeyer. Now, He is awesome. He's got some like power stone crystal necklace on and he's really into nature, biodynamics. He's part of a lovely, lovely couple. They're vegetarians. One set of vines, he only has eight hectares. One set of vines that we saw were totally wild, which means they don't do any pruning. And now if you know anything about pruning and I'm going to do a podcast about like how to take care of vines because there's so many different thought processes and so many different things that you can do but he doesn't prune at all. He has a pond and it was like bursting with tadpoles. I'm like, if that's not vitality in some form, it it felt prehistoric. It was thousands of tadpoles in this pond. I have a video. I might put it up. 
It was wild. He goes deep, deep into the philosophy of winemaking. He takes it really seriously, but he talks like poetically about it. To him, the vineyard is like part of his home. Right now, I only have one wine from him. So I'm only going to talk about that one, but it's the Schilcher. It's made from a grape called Blauer Weilbacher. And it's motherfucking dope on a rope, okay? It's sparkling rose. It's delicious, tasty notes of cranberry, freshness, acidity. It's absolutely mind-blowing. I'm not trying to rush through Strohmeyer, but I want to hit all of my favorite Austrian winemakers we visited and then go deeper into each one of them, maybe at some future point in time. Teaser alert. So from Franz Strohmeyer, and by the way, his that was the kickoff of the epic spring veggie soups. His wife made this like crazy white asparagus and ramp pureed soup with polenta cakes. And yes, I had like six little polenta cake coins and they were bomb.com and it was followed by white asparagus risotto because they are vegetarian and I was really into it. It was like perfect coming off the plane, getting in some veggies that cleanse you. If people don't know that, a lot of the spring vegetables are cleansing veggies, asparagus, onions, ramps, things like this. You should eat a lot of them because they're going to flush you out. I hate to stop the flow of wine thought, but we need to take a quick break to hear a little bit about one of our sponsors. Be right back. One thing you might not know about me is I am very product wary. Just like I love natural wine, I am very careful about what I put on my body as well as what I put into my body. And I typically do not wear deodorant, but I do work out, I do smell, I am human. And about a month ago, I started using Native, true story, because they're creating safe, simple, effective products that people use every day. And I was like, they got 8,000 five-star reviews, so let me see. This deodorant works. I feel like it's barely there. Native can like hold me down during my workout, holds me down during a stressful phone call or a busy night at the restaurant. And I saw how much people love Native, and I was like, I need to get into it. So I've been using it, and I absolutely love it. So the reason I got into Native is because they have this whole mantra, less is more, which is so what I'm about in life. You know everything that's going into their product. And something a lot of people don't know is aluminum may be linked to some serious health ramifications. And although Native is priced at a slightly premium dollar amount when you compare it to conventional deodorants, it's much safer and more effective. Aluminum-free, like that's a really big deal. There's also something for everyone. They have unscented. As I said, I use coconut. You can get like classic ones. They also have cool ones for summer. There's like a rose one that came out for summer. And if you don't like it, they accept free return. I am so, so excited that for your purchase, for your first purchase... At nativedeodorant.com, you can get 20% off. And that's a big deal. But you got to use the promo code WINEFACE. So for 20% off your first purchase, visit nativedeodorant.com and use the promo code WINEFACE. It is worth the trial, especially if you're kind of in limbo about what's happening underneath your pits. So one more time, 20% off that first purchase. Try coconut, just like me, or unscented. That's my other favorite. 20% off, visit nativedeodorant.com and use the promo code WINEFACE today. Thank you so much, everyone, for that quick intermission. And now back on the wine trail. 
The next person we visited was Andreas Chepe. He's like this quiet at first kind of guy with beautiful like blue eyes, but then he's wickedly funny with this deadpan humor. And we were standing at his house, which was on top of a hill, and I wrote this note. Vibes of greatness surrounded by steeply diving and rolling hills. I mean... The place is magical. Very close to where Strommeyer is. He does really cool stuff. He has six different clones of Sauvignon Blanc growing. He does really amazing things with grafting, which means you can keep your rootstock. You can keep the original vine if it's like established and 40 years old. And you basically, there's something called the eye and you graft on a different varietal into the eye of that rootstock. That way you don't lose time and you can get fruit faster than if you grew baby vines. Not saying one's better than the other. His vineyards are steeply trellised. And what was crazy was he had this electricity theory that was so rad and kind of correlated with the concept of biodynamics. He was talking to us when we were standing in the vineyard that if you overwork the soil around your vines, it's almost like you're shorting out the soil and where you're going to kill its electricity. So it's the same idea as if you took a battery and you put metal to one of the sides of the battery and it totally debunks the battery. And then he was like also getting wild telling us to increase the electricity, he also runs physical copper wire through the vines to create even more energy. He's not putting a current through it, but he's just trying to constantly drive energy back into the soil. He was one of the most adorable humans. The wines actually are not in the United States yet, but they are coming soon. The dragonfly is the shit. They're so, so good. And to quote Andreas Chappé, Love this guy. We were walking past one of his vines and he doesn't use any herbicides or pesticides. And one of the leaves had been like uh, eaten off and he looked at us without smiling in a deadpan face. And he said, caterpillars are not my best friends, <laughs> which I thought was really funny. And like, what a great like sense of humor to have about it. Anyway, those wines coming soon. Later that day, we rolled over to Sep Mooster's Casa, also in the similar region, a little bit farther apart, these same diving and rolling amazing hills. This dude was amazing. His wife was amazing. They live in this dreamy, like, old estate. It's this classic sort of Austrian architecture. You feel like Julie Andrews and the sound of music. There's, like, you drive in the driveway. It's a big circular drive. There's an old barn, which is where they have their cellar, and they do the winemaking. The house is painted this, like, buttercream yellow and has this dramatic, huge, tall roof, but the house is only one floor. It's just, it's so dreamy. They also had an entire little cabin just for chop wood, which I was like, it's so dope. It's so old school. And I understood it once we went into their house. They had this very retro stove that takes wood. So I was like, makes sense why you have a chop wood casa. Anyway, Sepmuster, for me, the thing that hit home was the meaning of minerality. He also told us he doesn't care about terroir, but I don't think that's true at all. He just has sort of a similar deadpan humor. Austrian humor is something that's pretty unique and hard to really crack, and they don't necessarily get American humor, and I don't necessarily get Austrian humor, but after two days, we kind of got into it, and we kind of got through it, and then everyone was laughing. Marissa Ross was there, and like... The joke was like, she's so funny, and yet none of the winemakers were laughing at her joke. Until we got to Gutegau, who's coming up next. So Sepp Muster is just class all the way. He really believes in 
bringing the wine in, pressing the grapes, and then watching it, and then waiting for it, waiting for the wine to tell him when they're at their meaning of minerality. I mean, it's just amazing. We tasted through all of his wines in some of my favorite wine glasses. They're made by Gabriel Glass, and they're made in Austria. They're, you can get mouth-blown ones, or there are some that are a little more, they're not mass-produced, but they're machine-made, so you can get some made by hand and some not made by hand. Also, Austrian glass game is just on point. It changes the way that you enjoy a glass of wine, glassware. We'll talk about glassware at some point in time. We tasted wine in his cellar. We walked through the vineyards, steep, steep hills. And we sat around his table, and for the first time in my life, I was exposed to black pumpkin seed oil, which is a thing in Austria and I'd never known about. You cannot find this at Erwan or Whole Foods, okay? I had to order it online from this place called Universal Organic or Organic Universe, and it's black Austrian pumpkin seed oil, and it is a absolute game changer. Like dip a piece of bread in, make a vinaigrette. It literally has this nutty roundness that's insatiable, and you just kind of get a heroin tooth for it, and you want to just keep eating it. It's a thing. And they also make Mooster vinegar. So from some of their wine that they don't bottle, they make vinegar from it. And it comes in a ceramic small bottle made of ceramics, and it comes with a little spray top. So, and that's such a genius way to have vinegar. I got one. I took it home. I checked my bag, even though I was I'm a I'm a carry on kind of lady internationally, but I checked my bag for the vinegar, and I brought back some magnums of wine. So whatever, it all fit in the carry on, and then I checked it. But this vinegar, you spray it on the salad, and it just adds that just enough je ne sais quoi. It's like the diamonds of vinegar, I gotta tell you. His wine is amazing. Right now in the shop, we have the Graf Sauvignon, and it's Sauvignon Blanc taken to a whole nother level with texture. There's a little bit of skin contact, but it's not too much. It's otherworldly. It has this beautiful label that's like a psychedelic orange, yellow, I mean, green, yellow fade. Sep Muster. You muster the courage, all of you, to come and try the Sep Muster. Okay, then the next day we rolled to Gut Ogao. I don't think Gut Ogao needs that much of an introduction. I feel like a lot of my listeners know about Gut Ogao, but I'm going to tell you about it right now. This started our three-visitor stop of an area in Austria called Bergenland. Now, Bergenland is very different from the diving, rolling hills where we were before. It's much more flat, and it's oriented around this large but very shallow lake. So there's this massive body of water kind of in the middle, and then there's different winemaking regions that sort of spread out from that a little bit higher up on the hills. There was something about Bergenland that literally had this like beach town feel. There were certain little villages driving through. I was like, am I driving through Sag Harbor in East Hampton? It's not that it's fancy. It just has this laid back feeling. And you feel this oceanic influence, but it's really the lake influence. There's no ocean nearby really at all. I mean, you could drive to the Croatian Sea, but it would take a minute. So Gutegao, they're the wines that have the hand-drawn faces on the labels. Edward and Steffi, or Stephanie, they are the husband and wife team behind Gutegao. It's also in the village of Agao, which is the second part of Gut Agao in Bergenland. They are absolutely amazing. We showed up, they opened some Gutegao Petnat, which I'd never had because I don't think it gets imported into California. 
And it was just unbelievable. It set the tone for this beautiful day. They have a restaurant that you can visit where they make the wine. So anybody can go there. They serve food that's all very snackable and they serve it on three-tiered trays. So you end up having like a fantasy tea party and it's more than just cake and sandwiches. There's like sausages and salads and house-made pickles and everything is made with thought and care. They have someone who used to work at Noma, but it's not fancy like that. It feels so of the earth. They had these like fried meatball things that were just heavenly. It was like a snack the workers eat in the morning. I can't remember what the name was in Austrian. Their big thing, you know, they care about varietal, but they care about farming and biodynamics the most. We listened to Edouard Wax Poetic, no joke, for about four or five hours. It was a very momentous, mind-changing moment for me in thinking about their wines because of course, varietal means something to them and what grapes go into which wines, but they have a holistic 365 degree investment in the actual soil. They're talking about it like when you get acupuncture, if you just put the needle in one spot, it might affect the whole area of your body. It might influence your entire body, or it might just radiate for about maybe six inches around that area. Biodynamics can't be, the practice of it can't be like acupuncture. You need to infest the entire area. We went to visit their vineyards. They're very flat, raised a little bit higher in elevation. They wrap sheepskins that they've sheared off on the posts of their vineyards as a deer deterrent, which I had never seen before. And in fact, in Bergenland, everybody's vineyards had these like sheep sheared uh, wraps around the posts of their vineyard to like be like, stay away, dear. We don't want you here. It's all good. Go play in the lake. That's only a meter high. They also have valerian root, nettle, dandelion, all of this stuff planted amid their vines. They have vegetable gardens in the middle of the vines. It turned out to be Edward's birthday. And so there was a very celebratory move. The waxing poetic for four to five hours turned into a cellar tour. He showed us the first original press that they use, which is traditional Austrian, where it took 24 hours to press the grapes. And their first vintage was when their baby was six months old. And so, you know, they didn't have that much money and they were pressing the grapes and they basically like lit some candles, had the baby in there, had a bottle of wine. And for 24 hours, we're just in there with the grapes pressing and meeting them and seeing where their brand is now and where Gutegau is now in the world of wine. It warms your heart. It reminds you that everybody starts somewhere and everyone starts Start small and then you get bigger. We're going to take a quick break to talk about one of my amazing sponsors. We'll be right back. Listen, when Nancy Sinatra said these boots are made for walking, she must have had ESP. She's talking about Tamara Mellon. No joke. I wore these boots from Tamara Mellon yesterday. And I walk on my feet, I'm in the shop, I'm moving around, I'm jumping, I'm skipping, I'm dancing, I'm crazy. Not only do I look so chic because they're like these beautiful black handmade boots, but uh, they're really comfortable. I could stand for hours. Listen, 
Tamara Mellon, you might not know that much about it because it's an amazing like luxury brand that's redefining and breaking the rules because it's direct to consumer. It's some next generation shit. Uh, Tamara Mellon is an amazing woman. She was the co-founder of Jimmy Choo. So like she knows what she's doing and she broke off. She started her own company. All the shoes are handcrafted in Italy and there are no retailers. It's just delivering direct to women. So the prices are really honest. I feel like you are totally feeling like you get what you pay for and it's actually a really good price. Like I look at the sole of my boot and I'm like, is that hand stitched? That shit's legit. So it's not like some crazy markup. And if I'm, you know, my boots are walking and they get all scuffed up, I get complimentary shoe care with every purchase. I couldn't be happier. And, you know, I think a lot of people think they just have heels. They have all kinds of shoes. Dope-ass sandals and these like low cowboy boots I'm super obsessed with. By the way, I get a lot of compliments on them, just FYI. A lot of celebrity fans. The Duchess of Sussex, Megan. Michelle Obama, Gigi Hadid. I mean, I'm in good company over here with my little boots, but let me just give you the 411 because we have a special offer just for my fabulous listeners. So for $100 off your first purchase, and like $100, this is a very good offer. $100 off your first purchase, visit tamaramelon.com with the offer code WINEFACE. Um, again, let me spell that out. Her name and the website is spelled T-A-M-A-R-A-M-E-L-L-O-N.com with the offer code WINEFACE for $100 off your first purchase. Get your Nancy Sinatra on. We can hang out together in our boots. I can't wait. And now back to wine face. Okay, so then next day, rainstorm, we went to Kopich. Alexander and Maria Kopich are one of the most adorable couples. They're also in Bergenland, but in a different part of the lake area. They're amazing. They're making wine in Alexander's parents, their vineyards, his father's vineyards, and in his father's winery. But they're like the punk rock of Austria. The Kopich wines are amazing. They just redid their labels. They're really fun, playful, graphic. <laughs> what was amazing is we showed up and it was torrential winds downpouring and they had rented this amazing trolley with like a canopy on top for us to kind of cruise around like a booze cruise except we didn't have wine around all their vineyards but we only went on an abbreviated booze cruise with no booze with blankets and it was unbelievable though to even see a little bit of the terroir and the landscape very flat kind of low closest to the lake of any of the winemakers we visited their wines have this amazing freshness they're all unfiltered unfined I think the hamak it's a white wine that kind of looks like an orange wine is my favorite but I also think that their pretty nuts sparkling pet nat is bomb.com the kopiches yes then last but not least on this Austrian whirlwind tour is my man Christian Cheetah yeah, I, I don't know. It was kind of like going to like the Leonardo DiCaprio of winemakers. First of all, he's very reclusive. He doesn't give a lot of press. He doesn't let many people visit him. His wines are absolutely amazing. He had a guy there who he introduced as Franz, and then it turns out it's his dad, but they're like super chill. Walking into his house is like walking into an art gallery. It was unbelievable, very clean, very modern, and his wines are 
just absolutely blow minds. And I think what really contextualized it for me was we got there around five and we did a cellar tour and we did a cellar tasting, tasting the wines that are still in barrel, which is, you know, that's really up to the winemaker, whether they're going to have us or have you or have me taste the wines that are in barrel because they're at different stages of their evolution. Sometimes they're not good to taste or sometimes you can get a sneak peek of what they're going to become. But that was amazing. And all the wines were drinkable. They were so delicious. And you felt like you're in the sacred place. And then they grilled us veal steaks, which I normally don't eat, but I did. And they were delicious. And maybe some of the best asparagus I've ever had in my life. They were jumbo. They had been cut that day. I mean, it, talk about cleansing asparagus. It was crazy. And let me tell you, that bathroom, it was like, kind of smelled like pee asparagus. So because everyone's eating asparagus, it was a little gross. But anyway, Christian Cheetah. These wines blow minds. We have one of his rosés and a red in the shop right now. But what really contextualized it was the next day going to his vineyards and seeing his practice of composting, the way he talks about composting in correlation with organic farming and practicing of biodynamics was literally something that blew my mind. They were some of the healthiest, most beautiful vineyards that I had ever seen in my life. Christian Cheetah. If you ever see his Brutal, it's bomb.com. Everything about him is bomb.com. I can't, I know, I'm like gushing. I love this guy. All in all, Austria was this stunning, eye-opening experience. It was one of the best winemaker experiences I'd ever had on the trip. I was traveling with Amy Atwood, who's a wine distributor and importer in California. And I was traveling with Jenny Lacourt, who is the founder of Jenny and Francoise. Now, she's like one of the first importers who was importing natural wine into New York. And I think a lot of times she does not get the credit that is due to her. She was a pioneer pioneering woman fighting for wines that most people were turning their nose up at 10 years ago. And it was such a treat traveling with her and experiencing the winemakers through her lens and their appreciation of what she's done for them. I don't know if I'm going to tell everybody to run out and visit Austria, but if you're going to go on a wine-focused trip and you're going to rent a car, you got to hit up all of these winemakers. Probably Christian Sheeta won't see you, but definitely go to Gudegau because at least that's a good entry point and you get snacks, and they're gorgeous. They look like Ralph Lauren models, and they're the sweetest humans ever with the cutest three children on the planet. This was the Austria download. I know it was brief, but I wanted to spill the beans on some of the best winemakers that I visited, and now some of my favorite Austrian winemakers, just so people can get excited and fired up about a region that most people stay away from because A, it was one thing or it is one thing, and they think that's all it is, and B, because a lot of these winemakers need the exposure and they need help to get out into the marketplace. This is Helen from Helen's Wines, and this is Wine Face. I'm so excited to have taken you on this Austria winding journey, Hansel and Gretel style. I left the breadcrumbs, and now we got to all go pick them up. Please don't forget to subscribe to Wine Face, my podcast. I would love you to rate and review. It means a lot to me. I want your feedback. I also want to know if there's any topics you want to hear more about. We have wine from every one of these producers in the shop right now. Helenswines.com or follow us on Instagram at Helenswines. Later, Gators.